The Sport Industry Access Podcast, Episode 63. How important is leadership in sports coaching? Welcome to another episode of the Sport Industry Access Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Bowers. As always, my goal each week is to provide you a special guest who is a sports expert in a specific field in the sports industry, especially if you have an interest in pursuing a career in sports coaching. I hope today's episode can be useful to you with regards to your interests and needs. Now, getting back to today's show, this week's special guest is Joanne Love. Joanne is an author, keynote speaker, and a high performance and leadership coach. For example, Joanne represented Australia by coaching Olympic swimmers who achieved podium success or even achieved world records during the 2008 Beijing Paralympics. I can proudly say that it's a privilege to have Joanne as a special guest on the show. That's why in today's episode, Joanne will share her sports career journey and explain the impact of leadership in sports coaching. Joanne, it's a privilege to have you on the show. Please, can you share your sports career journey to listeners? When did it all start? Oh, a long time ago, Ed. I'm quite a bit older than you. Um, In the mid-70s, I started swimming up and down that black line and... um, I think the chlorine seeped through my into my veins and I haven't been able to get it out. So uh, that's what kept me on the journey and into coaching and to where I am today. When was the moment when you decided to pursue a career in coaching? Well, uh, I started university um, at ripe old age of 17 and it uh, didn't sort of gel with me. So um, I found that I liked teaching learn to swim. And at that time, I was under a coach called Ken Woods. I don't know if you've ever heard of Ken Woods, but he's the uh, Olympic coach of um, Liesl Jones, the 100-metre breaststroker, gold medalist, and Jess Chipper, 200-metre butterfly. Uh, So, you know, his experience just sort of rubbed off. And I love teaching, but the competitive side of me took over and I just wanted to move back in and do something in the competitive arena so that's where I went back into coaching and um, yeah been doing it ever since. Would you mind explain to listeners your coaching career? Um, Well I started very young as I said at 17 Um, basically had my own squad of swimmers by the age of 20 Um, worked uh, for many years and and being a female in Australia I was probably one of the, the few females in in the coaching arena, heavily dominated by males. So that was an experience in itself, having to learn to deal and stand and hold my own amongst a lot of men. Um, in 2008, I had a lot of successful swimmers along the journey, but 2008 was probably the accumulation of um, what I'd been doing and was selected as a team coach on the Paralympic Australian team for the Beijing Olympics. So now I'm president of the Coaches Association in Victoria, 
here in Australia and also on the board of the uh, National Coaches Association as well. This sounds really interesting. Just from an industry perspective, how have you seen sports science have an impact in professional sport? Um, I think we're only at the tip of the iceberg at the present time. Certainly things have changed a lot over the years. Um, what we used to take as, as being, you know, uh, maybe this is the way we should do things and, you know, use a couple of examples like um, bicarb loading. You know, in my early days we, we always used to give the kids a couple of teaspoons of bicarb in their orange juice before they competed. Now we've got it down to a fine science where there's a certain dose three hours out, another dose an hour out, and it's, you know, strategically placed and all scientifically backed. So we now have a lot of that um, science to provide and, and back up what we were doing. But I think there is just so much more that we don't know. And I think, if anything, coaches are lagging behind a little bit. Industry has become very innovative. And I think still think coaches need to, to you know, grasp the the bull by the horns and, and, you know, become a little bit more innovative as well and move forward. How about the, the mental side with regards to sports psychology? Do you think that has more of a role now in coaching? Oh, definitely. And that's that's probably the greatest untapped area in neuroscience and, and all the neurotransmitters and how we can, you know, just little things can affect an athlete's performance and we need to learn to, one, as a coach, um, use those those things with our athletes but you know there's still so much we just don't know yet and that's what I'm saying I think we've just hit the tip of the iceberg and I and I think that psychology is the last frontier we've done the a lot of the um, you know technical side of things we've done a lot of the physical training but we haven't done any of the mental skills yet so I think there's a lot to go with that. I think it's really exciting for the sports industry. Just relating to today's main topic, how important is leadership in sports coaching? Oh, look, so much. And, and I'll use an example here of Roger Federer. You know, a lot of people don't know that he was once in his younger years a bad boy. You know, we all know about Nick Kyrgios now being, you know, the, the, the bad boy of tennis. But uh, Federer used to throw his racket around and was just as bad. But he was very lucky to be taken under the wings of an Australian tennis coach, actually, by the name of Peter Carter. And Peter was instrumental in changing um, Roger's persona. And, and I think if it wasn't for that influence, that leadership, you know, we may not have the successful Roger Federer we've got today. So um, leadership is very important. Um, I think there's we need to, again, evolve leadership. And that's probably, again, a frontier that needs changing in sport at the present time. From your experience, what core skills have helped you during your coaching career? Um, psychology, definitely. Um, so what happened to me was I had a very successful athlete that I would rank, you know, as good as Michael Phelps or Ian Thorpe. But uh, one day at a swim meet, he turned around and said, I can't do this anymore. The water's too blue. And I sort of went, what? You've got to be kidding. You know, what's wrong? And I just went, I can't help him. I didn't know what to do. And that set me on a career of going back to uni, um, educating myself with psychology, and from there I've never stopped learning. And I believe that, you know, a formal education is great and it'll take you so far, but it's something you need to keep doing throughout your life. Just always have the, the mindset that you never know everything and keep learning. 
I think you've just highlighted a really good point that learning is a factor I even do every day and it's really important that we do keep discovering new things. Just touching back to your career now, what inspired you to set up your own company? The inspiration from the fact that, one, I'd let an athlete down, in, in that, that athlete in particular, that I couldn't help him. And I thought, once I went back and did my psychology degree, I went, gee, there's so much that I know now that I could have done differently to help my athlete. So what could I do for other coaches? So now, yeah, I work with other coaches in improving their performance. And, and in fact, I've been working with English athletics and, and won't name names, but there was one coach in particular that um, thought he was doing a fantastic job and very confident. And I spoke to the athlete and she said, I just can't have him at competitions. He, you know, his nervousness affects me and I don't perform well. And and um, when I spoke to the coach, she's like, no, I'm fine. And we were in a group with a group of people and they're like, no, you're so nervous. And he's like, no, I'm not. And it's, you know, just these little things that people don't realise that they influence other people. Um, and, you know, once this coach soon recognised that he had some issues and work to resolve those issues that athlete went from being ranked 30th in the world to fifth in the world so that's just in 12 months time the difference it can make and just we don't recognize those little things can affect our athletes and and their performance would you mind explain to listeners what your website is all about basically my website's just about helping people with there's a lot of free stuff on my website about um self-confidence um how to overcome that, um, how to improve leadership. Um, there's, you know, plenty of blogs, blogs on it, but it also gives information about some of the workshops I do. So various workshops from helping coaches um, perform better through to helping athletes learn about um, self-confidence and anxiety. Um, and I also work with the relationship between parents and coaches and athletes, and I think that's a really important area. Well, it is in Australia anyway. Um, sometimes the values that that coaches have and parents have are, are two different things and when there's misalignment just like a marriage if it's misaligned it doesn't work and and I think that's something that we need to uh, work with all stakeholders to ensure that everybody's on the same page. Just out of interest what have you been up to recently? Uh, well actually I just come back from holiday but <laughs> uh, no, I've been, well, travelling a fair bit. I, as I said, I do some work for English athletics, but I work with a lot of sporting organisations in Australia, so um, swimming generally, but um, I seem to be branching more into uh, athletics um, and ice skating, um, but I do work with school groups as well. And, and the, it's interesting because what I actually talk about in sport is relevant to also students going through that exam period where they get nervous and they don't know how to recognise it or do anything about it. So it's exactly the same whether it's sport or whether it's exams, it's the same process and becoming aware of those influences and what you can do to perform better in the long run. Out of interest, what have you enjoyed the most from your career so far? Uh, Look, I just love seeing um, athletes perform well, whether it's winning or losing. You know, if they walk away and they're happy with their performance, I think that's great. I love to see everybody performing at their best. I think that the skills that we as coaches teach our athletes are some of the best skills in the world. They're they're life skills. And I believe that we probably influence children 
more than anybody else in the world. You know, it's it's teachers, it's it's their coaches that do that. Um, now with our parents that you know work so many hours, they're not getting that association that we can bring to them. And um, I just think we can make a difference in the kids' lives, and we need to look at some of the things that we do. You know, leadership in particular. It used to be, uh, you know, my way or the highway type process. You know, in Australia, we look at Percy Ceruti. I don't know if you know who he was, but he was Herb Elliott's coach. And Herb Elliott was, you know, 1,500-metre champion for years and years and years. And it was like, you know, you do what I say. You don't do this. You don't do that. You don't do, you know, these things. Um, nowadays, leadership is, is a partnership. And we look at, you know, Ben Ryan, the Fijian um, rugby seven coach. You probably know him. Yes. And, you know, he went to Fiji and he wanted to implement my way of the highway and he quickly learned that you know the Fijians have this very strong family culture and he had to work around that he had to be adaptive and you know it's it's a partnership now as leadership in coaching or, or sporting organizations we've got to learn to evolve and we've got to learn to adapt in leadership absolutely I actually interviewed Chris Cracknell who was his um, second-hand man when he was working in Fiji and I feel like we're at a great stage of this interview where I'd like to finish with an inspirational question. What advice would you give to university sports students who want to pursue a career in coaching? I'll just go for it. You know, I always believe and one thing I always say is, you know, dream big. You know, Eddie the Eagle, he dreamed so big and he got there. And I think that, you know, if, if you want to do something and, and you're very positive about what you want to do, you'll get there. I think um, sporting as I said, sporting career is so um, motivational, um, you know, inspiring. Um, it has so many benefits. It, you know, it's so so rewarding. There's to me, there's nothing better. <laughs> I just, I suppose, I just love sports. So that's you know, the wrong person to ask, but you know, it's, it's sport, 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 and sport for me. <laughs> I could definitely hear the passion and what a great piece of advice. Dreaming big is something I'm trying to apply in this podcast journey. How can people interact with you? Yeah, through my website, please. Um, you know, uh, my um, Instagram account is um, joanne underscore love seven. And there's always motivational quotes on that um, and, and applying it to athletes. So you'll see some of the early posts if you want to look on how, um, you know, for example, um, dedication or um, performance, how that in, how certain athletes have used certain values to drive them in their performances. Um, Twitter, love underscore J7, so it's just the opposite, and also my Facebook page, Joanne R. Love. So, you know, please hook on or, you know, if you want to um, go on my webpage, um, joannelove.com, there's a contact page if you want to ask questions or, or, you know, any of those sources. If you want to ask questions, I'm happy to answer any of them. That is great. To all the listeners listening in, all those links will be on my website relating to this blog post. Joanne, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ed. What a fascinating interview by Joanne. For me, the biggest lesson I've taken from this interview relating to today's main topic, which is the role of leadership in coaching, is not just how Joanne defined the importance of leadership as for a coach, but there was one great example which to me indicates leadership in coaching. It was the example that Joanne gave 
with regards to that young swimmer who potentially could perform as good as Michael Phelps or Ian Thorpe. And when that young swimmer said, I can't do this anymore, and it shocked Joanne, and she didn't know how to respond to that statement. For me, the leadership came when Joanne decided to take action, go back to university, go back to the core roots of education by learning about psychology. So a coach can use it or use the tools from psychology so an athlete can be able to perform at the highest level, even if there's doubt that they couldn't. So she would be able to be more ready prepared for that situation again. That, to me, is what leadership's about. It's not something you can read in a book and go, I'm a leader. It's the actions you take that make you stand out so you're prepared for any situation that comes your way. And having the ability to almost take rejection or even go through adversity as well, where you can almost admit your mistakes, but use those mistakes as a learning experience. And for me, from this interview, that is the core essence what leadership is about. And for me, that is what I learned the most and I hopefully you have with regards to Joanne's career journey. Now, if this is something you want to do as a career path by being a sports coach, it doesn't matter what sport, it doesn't matter what level, I highly recommend you going to Joanne's website where there's some great resources and articles where you can get inspiration from, which you can put into practice. And most of all, the best advice I can give is go out there and give it a go. And good luck. Now, as always, at the end of each interview, I like to finish with an inspirational quote from my special guest, so you can discover your career journey in the sports industry by taking action. Joanne said, A formal education is great, and it will take you so far, but it's something you keep doing throughout your life. Always have that mindset that you don't know everything, and keep learning.